I am so happy and proud and excited to announce that Agape Intensive is going to be meeting in real life this November in Tulum, Mexico. So Agape Intensive is this virtual coaching program um, that I have, that I host uh, usually twice a month. Um, it is a small group boot camp uh, intensive. Oh, I'm using a lot of the same word, intensive, 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 but that's exactly what it is. It's nine hours over three days of virtual intensive where I help people understand um, you know, their chemistry and not that elusive thing that you think about when you first meet someone, but like literally the chemistry in your body, your temperament. I help people understand uh, their compatibility and what they should be looking for. I, I fix broken pickers and I help understand, I help give people an understanding of, you know, their attachment styles and how our past can dictate our patterns in dating. So this is something I've been doing virtually twice a month for a couple of years. It's reminiscent of a different coaching program we used to have since 2012. And now Agape Intensive is going to be in real life and it's taking place in November, November 4th to the 7th in Tulum, Mexico. It's at an all-inclusive resort and you can learn all about it by going to agapeescapes.com. The link will be in the show notes. November 4th to the 7th, 2018, reconfigure your dating mindset. That is exactly what we will be doing. And, you know, not only will we have the tools to understand, you know, your chemistry and compatibility, I'm also going to provide an environment where you get to meet people and, you know, share in that camaraderie, feel the validation of your dating experiences, understanding your dating fatigue, and, Hopefully, all these new opportunities provide you a improved social network to meet someone amazing because every person is an opportunity to meeting someone incredible. Well, like I said, if you want to join me at Agape Intensive in real life, go to agapeescapes.com. That link will be in the show notes. And hey, if you want to do a virtual program, absolutely join. Go to agapeintensive.com and that will take you to our virtual program. And now on to today's hotline. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I answer your dating and relationship questions on the podcast and online. If you're not already following me, weird, but also find me on Instagram, I'm at Matchmaker Maria. This week's episode is a hotline episode. You have questions and well, I've got answers. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can I help you? Hi, Maria. Um, so I have, uh, I'm getting a little bit of online dating fatigue, and I think it's stemming from um, a lot of people tend to flake before you even get to the point of like a first date. So I've had a lot of people even just like come out of the woodworks lately that I've like talked to in the past, and they'll reach out and, you know, ask me to, to meet up. And these are people that I maybe never even met before, but just kind of talked to at one point. And like, I've had a lot that just fall through either the person kind of stops replying or we both get busy and the texting just kind of falls off before we make a plan. 
So I'm just kind of curious, like, how would you advise on managing expectations with those early stage, like trying to schedule dates? How can I be more thoughtful about it um, without coming off too strong and like trying to force someone's hand to like make a plan ASAP and kind of like, what is the level of grace to give someone that maybe has, has come back in and, you know, they haven't no harm, no foul. We haven't even met yet. Um, but we're kind of trying to make a plan. Like how many times do you, do you let someone do that before you just say like, okay, you're not worth my time. Um, okay. So many follow-up questions. Okay. <laughs> um, so first off, are you speaking first specifically about like men that you have that did flake off in the past or like these are new people or are those people combined? Um, I'm probably combining a few different situations that have happened. I'll, I'll give you one specific example. It might help. So um, I had someone that years ago when I was single, I've had two relationships since, but this was like probably 2018. I talked to this person and like, he must have saved my number and kind of reached out randomly and was like, Hey, we talked a while ago. Like, how's it going? And, um, you know, I entertained it because what I remember of him, like he was pretty nice and I was interested at the time, um, but we never met. Um, so he kind of came back in and asked to meet up made a plan, you know, he was, he was kind of the driver of that and sort of pursued me. And I was like, yeah, great. Like, let's meet up for a drink. Um, and then kind of like when the week of the date came, like the day before I reached out and he like said he had COVID and then just stopped replying. So like, you know, maybe that was like a legitimate thing. Maybe that was his way of like changing his mind, but it's just, you know, little things like that, like kind of continue to happen. And I'm just like, getting a little fed up and wondering like, is there something that I'm doing here that I should be doing differently? Right. So I want you to know that I think everyone is experiencing dating fatigue. Um, you're, you're actually not the first question I've received today, not on the hotline, just like, uh, in talking to clients who are online dating or, um, past, um, agape intensive graduates, um, that, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I have a copy intensive, uh, which is a virtual program, but also in person. And we have yes. a group for everyone to communicate after, uh, not only with their group, but with past graduates. And that's also coming up. Like, what do you do when this happens? So your question is very common and also very timely. And, um, and so, you know, I don't know if there's any, <laughs> I don't know if there's any comfort and validation, but I, I do hope you feel validated. In the second, to, to answer your question now, like, what do you do? So there's a few different types of people here, right? But if you haven't met them, I would put them all in the same bucket, which is like, okay, if you are online dating and you've never met in person, um, what you need to judge here is like, how quickly can we meet? And the sense of like, did we just talk forever for three weeks and never met? Did we get off um, the uh, online dating site and start texting and then still never met? To me, like time is really flat when it's online. Like if you were to communicate only, like it's funny because I'm going in a million tangents because this is a question has a million tangents to it. Okay. So, um, so let, let's take it from, let's take it from the top, right? So if you met someone online, right? And if you're just communicating online and you never get offline, like you never, I mean, you never exchange numbers, you're just communicating online. I think time is so flat on a dating app that it is okay. You can, you can reconnect three months from now and it's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. 
um, it, it doesn't matter. Now to answer, you know, why people flake before the date, uh, I'll answer that later right now. But right now let's focus on like, who do we give grace to? So if you were just on the dating app and you communicated, you know, a few times, not, you know, not for more than three days or even that, not even for more than say two days, like you just communicated within the app. Um, and then they just kind of, you know, flaked off, but they come back after a month. Um, I would give that person grace. And the reason why is because that person also has a single life. They could be communicating with you, but they might also be going on a second date with someone and they say, okay, I want to explore this. Or they went out with someone else and they want to explore that. Like they are dating and you are dating and people get distracted. So time is flat within the app. Now, if you communicated forever and you made your intention, you know, you said, Hey, let's hop on a FaceTime in one hour or tomorrow at seven, which one works for you. And I think this is a great way to get off the app. Uh, and actually see them, not just talk, you know, talk via, you know, it's so pointless to go from the app and then just start texting. Cause you were just doing that on the app. Why are you giving your number to strangers to text them? But, uh, but if you can, if you are able to do that, then great. And if they are not interested in FaceTiming, you're not interested in meeting you sometime within the next three days, then you know what? It's time to go. It's time to let that match go. You have to give your permission give yourself permission to let things go. Like it's okay to be confused, but it's also okay to let people go. Now, yeah, yeah. if you got off the app and now are just texting each other, still a texting relationship, like it was on the app, I think there's an expiration date to this, right? You know, you either got a FaceTime or you got to meet in person sometime in the next seven days, or it's just not happening, right? They're just not interested enough in meeting you. Then again, you let it go. Goodbye. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if they come back they can come back and then it's up to you, you know, if you want to, but you have to meet, like what's going to change. Sure. Like they can text you and say, Hey, you know, I really enjoyed talking to you. Great. Me too. Do you want to meet this weekend? Let's talk that. Like, I don't want you to continue having texting relationships with someone who's going to flake away. Right. So that's, that is my answer to that. Now, if, yeah, I think that answers it, right. You have the people that are on the app and the people that you were taxing off the app and that have come back. So to me, it's like, I would give grace to people who were on the app and would just stay on the app. But again, you only spoke for a couple of days. And again, I hate to be the person who's like, I'm not giving you rules here. Right. I don't want people to think, Oh, Maria's got rules. No, no, no. These are not rules. These are just guideposts in the sense of like, what's going to keep you from continuing to message people who are either using you for an ego boost or who are just not serious about meeting you in person. And those right. people are not mutually exclusive. It could be the same person, right? Like, I don't want you wasting your time meeting someone. Now, are people flaky? Of course they're flaky. You're flaky, right? Everyone is flaky online because you're strangers to each other. I, I don't even know you and I know you're flaky because everyone is flaky. That's like the nature of apps. So if you are experiencing dating fatigue right now, which is perfectly acceptable to to experience that because you're swiping, right? If someone else is swiping for you, like if you were swiping for your friend, your friend would not be experiencing dating fatigue. She would just be going on the dates you went out with <laughs> that you told yeah. her to go out with. Right. So, right. um, so, you know, of course, obviously if you don't want to experience any dating fatigue, you can certainly hire our team to help you do that. But alternatively, you can also take a break from online dating for a couple of weeks. And instead, you know, all that time you would have put into swiping invested in maybe taking a class or volunteering, you know, the midterms are coming up. Maybe you want to join a local canvassing group and help people get out the vote. There's all these activities you could do that help build your social circle. And eventually, um, you know, hopefully in those opportunities helps you meet someone as well. These are my ideas here. 
I appreciate that. No, I think that's great advice. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Okay. You too. Thanks. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can I help you? So I um, was in Nashville like just over a month ago um, with a group of friends and matched with a guy. And for whatever reason, circumstances, we didn't, we were never able to meet up, but we've still been texting. And I know stop talking to strangers on the internet. Um, and we've spoken on the phone a couple of times. He'll actually be like within two hours driving distance of me. And I was thinking of going to meet him. Is that just like terrible idea? Wait. Okay. You met this person in Nashville. Well, we, we matched, we never met. Okay. And then you've been talking. Yes. And wait, where do you live? I'm um, like in the DC area. Why doesn't he drive to you? Um, I mean, he'll be there for work. So I, I don't have all the, the details and the timing. It just kind of came up. Time this stranger. No. Then the just answer. Spoke- no. Okay. Okay. I, I had a feeling you were going to say no, uh, well, but I had to go to the guru. You know, gas is really expensive. First of all, and second, of all, second of all, you haven't FaceTimed this person. So like, I don't know. I don't want you to get murdered. Um, I mean, I guess, look, that's I know. rich because I don't think you can, I think, you know, you could get murdered by anyone, but, um, but I, I just like, if you haven't FaceTime, which I think is the bare minimum, then I don't think you should be thinking about that. But even if you did, right. Even mm. if you did FaceTime, if you said, if you had answered yes, then my question would have been to you was like, well, why isn't he coming to you? Like, I think, and I, he, ha- I, mean, he- sexist. I want you to be comfortable. I want you to be, right. I want the woman to be in her comfort zone. I don't want you going somewhere that you're not familiar with the environment and surroundings. Right. I, I agree. I mean, and he has said he would fly here. It's just, Great. it wouldn't be would within the next six weeks. When- Okay, well, let's not talk over the next six weeks because we can, I can, I have found myself, you know, falling for people that I have yet to meet in person and then be very disappointed when, you know, the expectations, which will exceed reality, just don't match up. So okay. when you are closer to coming, okay, you know what? Screw this. Why six weeks? I'm sorry. If he wanted to see you, why can't he come this weekend? Work like he, between work trips and having kids. On oh, he has kids. Yeah. Okay. So next weekend, then why can't he come next weekend? I don't, like, again, I don't have all the details that he's, I said, when is the next weekend? No, six that, weeks like, is too free. far. So six yeah, that's what you're going to say. Far. Six weeks is too far. I don't think this is a match. Um, if you want to meet with me next weekend, this weekend or next weekend, hence, you know, you're providing one of the weekends where he doesn't have his kids. That sounds great. I would love to meet you. Here is the neighborhood that I live in to help you look for hotels. Okay. That is exactly how I would answer. There's just no way I would even entertain entertain waiting. the idea of me going there. He can come to you. Flights okay. are not that expensive. He can hop on a flight. He can come to you. And it's a what? It's a 40 minute flight. Not even Nashville, DC. I think it was like a little over an hour still. Okay, it's fine. Nothing. It's, a hop it's nothing. It's literally nothing. He could do it in a day trip too. So yeah. And that's how I would respond. I would say, you know, la 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 la. Here's where I live. So to help you look for hotels, that way he can go find a hotel as well. He is not sleeping over your house. And uh, no, that I already know that's not happening. Yeah, you could do this. If you set your boundaries here, you got it. Boundaries. Oh, those boundaries. I struggle with those, but I get it. I get it. working on it. 
worked on it. it. Okay. Well, you always have good advice. Although the last advice you told me when I I sent you a message was to just stop dating because I got stood up twice last weekend by the same guy. And then the next date I had with a different guy, he showed up drunk. So I don't know. Maybe I should just take a break. Break. That's fine. I like that. I said that. <laughs> Although, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I think I just told someone else, like, you can always take a, a break. And instead, the time that you're using to invest in matching and like swiping away people, uh, mm-hmm. use that to like build more networks to meet someone special. And then you can always go back to online dating. It's not going anywhere. These apps are not going anywhere. I know. All right. Well, thank you. All right. No problem. Yeah. Have a good one. You Thanks too. Bye. Thank you for calling the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? Hi. So I'm a 23-year-old, recently moved um, to a new city, and I wanted to get your advice on how to date seriously as a 23-year-old. My previous experience dating guys my age has been they're not usually looking for a serious relationship or something more casual. And then when I've dated older, I feel like um, a lot of times these guys – maybe seem like they have um, more just like life advice for me instead of taking me more seriously um, as a potential partner. Um, So just kind of navigating like dating fatigue when it comes to that. Okay. So you are really young. (laughs) I know you don't want to hear that. I'm going to tell you everything you don't want to hear, but it's true. So (laughs) you are, you are 23. All of the relationships you're going to have for the most part in the next two years, um, they should just be for fun. Like, okay, let me, let me take a lot more time to like flesh this out. Um, I know that when we are under the age of 27, we think that like, no life is happening right now and everything needs to happen right now. And here are my milestones here. I want something serious and this is where it's going to go. And here are my five-year plans or three-year plans. Um, look, I get that. I, I remember being your age. I started my business when I was your age. So I know exactly what that, um, urgency feels like and, and, and what you don't want to hear. <laughs> so I'm going to instead tell you that it is fine to fall in love right now. It is awesome to, to date people you would have never dated before. It is incredible to like someone so hard. You think your heart could burst. It's totally fine to feel so much lust for someone that you find yourself listening to music differently and writing poetry that you never did before. That is so great. That's amazing. You, that's what you're supposed to be feeling at this age. What you're not supposed to be feeling is, you know, a sense of like being pandered to like, people are like, you just said before, they're like trying to give you advice or like, Oh, here's what you, here's how you should do things. Like that's not, you know, it's your job right now at 23 to learn how to make mistakes and like persevere from those mistakes because the mistakes you make right now, some mistakes, they can, they, I don't want to say build character. That's not right. But they can certainly help guide you into like really great choices in the near future. And when you are 28 and over, and I, I say that age specifically for a reason, I'll say, I'll tell you why in a minute is mm-hmm. you suddenly feel like, Oh God, there's way less risk I could take now because I didn't do certain things when I was younger. So right. the reason why I mentioned 27, 28 is because that is typically the age I'm saying this based on science. Now, typically mm-hmm. the age that people learn how to articulate their values. So for people under 25, I always say, try to date 28 and under because you are in the same general path in life. Like you're exploring, Mm -hmm. you're learning how to communicate, 
if you were computers, you're still on, you know, you're still in the beginning of the assembly line, right? And then after you turn, you know, 27, I if you want to date, you know, 10 years older, 12 years older, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I think at that point you can communicate what you, what you're looking for better. So now to answer your question about like, yeah, 23, how can I date someone more serious? Mm. (laughs) Why do you want to date seriously? Tell me, tell me more about that. I just, I'm really not a fan of hookup culture personally. I think. Yeah. And your generation is like the hangout (laughs) culture, right? You guys hang out. Yes, exactly. And so I, I understand like some appeal to that, but personally it's just not for me. So I guess I can have like casual dating experiences. I can go on amazing first dates and like, I've had experiences where we had great chemistry. Um, and then, you know, it kind of just dies off and that's fine because it's great experience. And it's like, okay, well, at least had a good evening. Um, but yeah, I just think, I want to take it more serious um, sometimes just because I am looking for, for a marriage, um, like a partner. So I'm, I'm not in any rush in any way, but I, like you said, like just the urgency, sometimes it creeps in and I don't have a timeline or anything, but it's just something that's on my mind a lot. So. Hey, hear me out for a second. What do you, what do you, what do you do for a living? So I'm an engineer. Um, so in some ways I feel like a lot of my life is, um, I'm pretty settled in some ways. So I, I think that's another part of it, um, too, is a lot of people maybe are still trying to figure it out and I am in some ways, but I also have a lot of it sorted, sorted out at this point. I think it's totally fine that you're looking for something serious. And I think I think that, yes, there's a lot of people who are just interested in situationships and hanging out and hooking up, but there are certainly, are you straight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are certainly a lot of men who also want relationships that are below the age of 28. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes saying our intentions ahead of time is like, can be really helpful in you know, kind of filtering the people that we're not necessarily interested in meeting. Um, and one of those ways to make that intention clear is, you know, obviously if you're online dating, you have that option of writing and like, I'm looking for a serious relationship, but you can also say, you know, like I'd really, it, I don't want to, I don't want you to say like, I'd really love to be in a serious relationship because you're 23, but kind of making intentions, like what you don't want. Right. So like, if you're hanging out with someone and they're saying, I know a lot of people will ask sometimes like, you know, how's your online dating experience going or, you know, what are you looking for? And you could say, you know, I, I, I think I know what I'm looking for, but I know what I don't want. And I don't want a situation ship. I don't want hookups. I really want to get to know someone and learn more about me in the process. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know if that's that helpful, but yeah. that's like one way to answer it. Like, and again, I go back to like, you're 23, like, like there's this sense of urgency that 23 year olds have, which is like amazing. I know. I remember what that feels like. And you know what? I, you know what else? I remember what it feels like. Cause I constantly am asked about like, Oh, how did you start your business? So I'm always reflecting back to me being 23 and thinking I knew things and I didn't know things, <laughs> but like thinking I knew like a lot more things than I, than I really did know. And I think that's yeah. great. I think that's awesome. I think it's great to be 23. And I wish, I wish the world had more 23 year olds. I also think that we have to be very careful as to like who we hang out with, who we let into our lives. And yeah. if you find, you know, 
at this age, because there's this urgency, you want it all to be you. I'm not saying you in particular, I don't know you, but like you plural, right? We have this need of like, oh my God, things have to happen right now. And that's fine. You know, I have to fall in love right now and that's fine. But what I'm, what I don't want you to do is to put yourself in a position where you get emotionally abused, forget the financial and physical abuse that can happen at your age. I'm talking about emotionally abused because let me tell you certain things that will happen to the next two years, you will hold on to them and carry them for the next two decades. Yes. And I'm not yes. saying this person, I'm telling you professionally, I hear this all the time about, oh, this guy I dated in my early twenties, how he fucked me for life. And then like, so just be more careful. Like if you find yourself confused or anxious, you got to give yourself permission to just not be with that person. Yes. Yes, definitely. I've had some experiences under my belt so far. So I feel like I'm very cautious when it comes to dating. I don't try to let my emotions get the best of me. Sometimes they do, but I totally get it. I totally get it. Well, I hope this was helpful. (laughs) And um, thanks for listening to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. As I mentioned previously, if you'd like to speak to me on an upcoming hotline episode, follow me on Instagram at Matchmaker Maria. I'll post a link on Wednesdays and we'll chat then. Until then, you can learn more about what I do or enroll in an upcoming Agape Intensive by visiting agapematch.com slash services. Thank you again for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. Be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.